Carissa, you know what we need to do? What is that, Chris? What do we need to do? Um, I guess you haven't picked up on the trend, but I'm going to try to convince you to rename the show, and I've got some really good titles for you. Are you ready? Yep. Go for it. Where's the bakery? The bakery is two doors down. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Mel and Sue's puns are too adorable. And finally, (laughs) I want Mary to be my baking tutor. She'd be great, and we could drink booze. (laughs) Oh, you got a rambler in there. Good job. It's not a good one if there's not a rambler. I know. I know. The this this week was Tudor Week. It was Tudor Week. Which, yes, sure. <laughs> okay, th- this is something that is. I think I'm sure there are lots of dumb things that we Americans uh, do and obsess about and like study and yeah. like learn as kids. But it is always so weird to me how much British people know about like ancient british aristocracy and like the time periods within (laughs) yes maybe it's just because we're like a new country and we don't really have as deep of a history and our history kind of starts with the colonization and then the war Mm -hmm. of independence and then kind of moves on and theirs is longer i guess than ours they also really have a thing for their monarchy they do like, really at do. some point, I knew most of the presidents in order. I I don't anymore. Right. Yeah. Well, that, <laughs> that, that office has lost a little bit of its shine. <laughs> Fair enough. But yes, it was Tudor Week, which I guess is kind of like decadent, huge feasts with very overly intricate centerpiece thingamabobs. Yeah, I didn't really want to eat anything that was made this week. (laughs) Oh, really? Some things were more appealing than others, but most of them I was just not, did not appeal to me. Interesting. I'm a, I'm a total sucker for the signature. The first thing they did, the, uh, the savory pies. I love a savory pie. Yeah. Let's talk about Um, it. The savory pies. You got to make a handful of shaped pies. Mm -hmm. Um, They were all savory, which makes me happy. Uh, I think, they should do more savory things. I agree with that. Like, I think maybe this is my Americanness showing, but I would love to see kind of like a Midwest style casserole weasel its way into the Great British oh, Baking Show. Yeah. No, Come that on. should definitely happen. That would be so cool. I want to see the British kind of like slightly more classy, sophisticated twist yes. on the hearty American casserole. But, I like it. But anyway, we had some hand pies, which were very cool, at least for me. I like hand pies. I like the kind of idea of a kind of this is the meal. Like it's all kind of like this self-contained little guy. It's got like the carbs and the protein and the veg all wrapped into one. I, it appeals to <laughs> a part of my brain. <laughs> no, I'm laughing because of something you won't. A reference you won't get because you don't watch Parks and Rec, which breaks my heart. Oh, no. Go ahead and make the reference and the audience will get it and I'll be left out in the cold. Okay. Well, there's a character who's obsessed with calzones and none of the other characters understand why. And he's a huge Mm. nerd. I adore him. 
And he goes off in this crazy rant about how it's a meal that is its own container. Hey. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what you're excited about right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a, there, there's a host of foods that fit in that category. Like that's true. Eat these pies, obviously. A calzone, certainly. Uh, a burrito definitely is its own oh, meal in one container. Yes. Uh, I'm sure there's more that we could cook up <laughs> if we wanted to. A sandwich kind of no there's too much there's too many open edges i see where you're going with that but i think it doesn't there has to be something about enclosedness i think it has to to be fully enclosed to fit yes so a pop tart um yeah i don't know i'd call that a meal (laughs) a hot pocket (laughs) you took that so seriously i was like oh here's a slam dunk joke here pop tart (laughs) and then you're just like yes pop tart is a meal you gotta pick up what I put down. I, I, I'm sorry. That's all I can say. I was trying to rationally and objectively analyze whether that was a fully enclosed food, and it is. So mm-hmm. that's right. That's right. You're thinking way too deep. Sometimes, sometimes you gotta have a pop tart for dinner and hope for the best the next day. Uh huh. I guess you could also in- include um, giant dumplings, although I've never seen giant dumplings in the huh. states. Yeah. How giant is a giant dumpling? Um, the ones I had in Korea, they were like served as kind of like street food, and they were like the size of maybe a ham, like a small hamburger, like a McDonald's hamburger. Oh, that is yeah. giant. They're huh. big boys. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Very doughy. Pretty, pretty, pretty heavy on the dough and weak on the filling, which made me a little sad. But uh, yeah. they're still pretty good. Hmm. Did you have any thoughts on the uh, the signature shaped pies? Well, I guess I'll say I realized partway through I did grow up liking pot pies and mm-hmm. this that is basically what this is. Yeah. But I guess just I don't know, maybe seeing all the fillings go into it and whenever they cut it open I'm just like, no, I don't want that. <laughs> For real? All right, all right. Yeah. To each their own, I suppose. Yeah. So you were excited about these, though. I was pumped about basically all of them. Um, That's great. Well, as we finally let the cat out of the bag last episode, you're not a big sweets guy. So I'm glad you could uh, connect to this savory episode. Yes. This one, I also wanted to like actually eat uh, eat the stuff. Um, Mm. I'm usually not really uh, enticed by the other stuff, but the the savory pies, boy, do I want to dig into those. (laughs) What caught your eye? Uh, Jane's definitely caught my eye. Um, yes, I just, that's just kind of a Jane thing. Like Jane is so pro and like all things that you just, you just know whatever she's going to make, it's going to be good. Like it's true. And it's going to be, and it's going to be good. And what I would say is the ultimate amateur baker way of that. She tends to make things that, uh, err on the side of being kind of like people pleasers instead of being like professionally perfect and i think that's i i personally think that's the the correct move is if you're trying to claim to be the best amateur baker but i understand that like as far as judging is concerned sometimes that does take a second uh take second place second fiddle to being slightly more prim and proper but she makes awesome stuff yeah jane is just like solid like mom's home cooking Mm mm-hmm She's so good. Who stood out to you? There were two. So it was the first time I was not, didn't want to eat what Candace made because mm-hmm. ox cheek and oyster does not sound good to me. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, I could see that. The mac and cheese one, maybe. 
Um, mm-hmm. The main thing that stood out to me, though, which I assume did for you, too, is Andrew's Da Vinci interlocking gear pies, which are oh. possibly the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> okay, one, I... Okay, nor I I had a little bit of mixed feelings about that, which might really? surprise you. Yes, um, it does. I do think that level of intricacy is more appropriate for the showstopper. Um, that is true. However, um, this late in the game, and kind of, he had a mission, I think, to defeat the curse of the Star Baker, and. Yes. And part of that is coming out guns blazing, and he totally did that, so I get it. Um, It was plainly the most extravagant, and definitely was too extravagant as far as what I envision as like a perfect signature. Yeah. So I appreciated it. I, on its own, I actually probably love it, and... I just think it was kind of like tactically more appropriate for um, a showstopper, but still, he's got to get credit where it's due. That thing looked awesome. It tasted <laughs> awesome, allegedly. Yes. And boy, did that scratch the nerdy engineering itch that Andrew's this, always scratching for me. <laughs> this whole episode, I was so in love with Andrew. Everything he, he did it. was nerdy to the max and so cute. Yes. I. Uh, if. If you have a ruler, you should use it. And Andrew brings his ruler, and he uses it. And I appreciate that deeply. It's so good. Yeah, I see what you're saying about it being over the top, but that didn't bother me. Because I just was imagining Andrew, like, Googling, like, Henry VIII, not caring, and then finding out that Da Vinci lived at the same time and being like, yes, Yes. we're going to do this, and then just running with it. Yes, that's an excellent point because the Da Vinci thing is an awesome little kind of like uh, sidestep of the British aristocracy. Yes, thing. exactly. And I think since he's not actually English, he's true. Uh, Irish or Scottish? Boy, he, I'm sure that is not. Oh, I'm so, I'm so sorry, Andrew. I I just don't think maybe you're English. <laughs> he's he's Irish, but I can't remember if he's from Northern or Southern Ireland. Oh, okay, which is yeah, important. So. Whether or not he's <sighs> technically British. Anyway. Right. Anyway, <laughs> so he might not be in love with the aristocracy as much as somebody else. So Fair I appreciate enough. that little kind of sidestep of the whole issue. And, there, you know, there was lots of creative interpretations of the Tudor <laughs> like stuff Like anyway, Benjamina's so. uh, Mexican son. Yeah. <laughs> <Just> short. <laughs> Which I'm sure tasted great. She's always yes. good with her flavors. Oh, yeah. But maybe that's not so Tudory. <laughs> Not so much. I kind of think you should do one or the other. Like, um, like if you're going to go for like a non-tutory design, you should stick with tutory flavors. Yes. Or if you're going to do tutory flavors, go nuts with the design, which I think what and- is what Andrew did because he had yes, kind of exactly. like pretty classic flavors. Yeah, I wasn't super clear on what she was going for. I think mm-hmm. the Tudor son might be a thing. But not yeah. recognizably enough for that to be her only tutor element. And that might have hurt her. Uh, yep. But. So they moved on to the technical, which was 12 jumbles, which, as we know, are fun uh, word puzzles that you can find in most newspapers, uh, which are scrambled uh, which are scrambled letters, which you unscramble to make a word. So a nice little sidestep from baking this week with uh, so just some puzzles. put that on your plate. 
Yeah. Solve it. Uh, you just solve the jumbles, and you put the jumbles that you solved in front of your picture on the gingham altar, and Mary, <laughs> Mary and Paul come with a red pen, and they check if you got them right or not. It's very straightforward. <laughs> Okay, now I really want them to have some kind of, like, trick technical where for a minute all the bakers think they have to do something that's completely unrelated. And then yes. Mel and Sue are like, never mind. That's <laughs> just kidding. Thing. You don't have to unscramble this jumble. Go bake something. <laughs> <laughs> now, this one, straight up. Okay, the producers of the show are going forward in time. Listening to our podcast, I'm and then going you. back in time and adjusting the rules based on our own feedback. I because know because fish they included two diagrams just I for know. you. <sighs> I was so glad. <laughs> they're clearly listening mm-hmm. um, in their time traveling ways, and I appreciate that they're you know that they care and that they're taking my opinions into consideration. Did you have any qualms uh, since? You know, they they seem to have sorted it out. Like, any of any issues with this technical, or did you like it? <laughs> I had one issue with this technical, mm-hmm. which was the that some of the judging came down to the arbitrary when the sugar goes on. Yeah, which like I guess there is an argument that you could make of that a baker should know like oh this is a pale dough in order to make it look nice and brown why don't I put the sugar on? But mm-hmm. it could very easily have been that you know. 300 years ago it was really rude to put the sugar on first or some other (laughs) nonsense thing so Ah. um but no that was my only i i mostly really liked this technical um Mm -hmm. again andrew with his ruler figuring out the scale proportions of the diagram (laughs) and then realizing that that might have been overkill yep (laughs) (laughs) yeah when i saw him doing that i was like oh buddy you you don't understand. Like, they do not apply the same amount of rigor to this diagram as you think they did. Exactly. <laughs> you are just Paul supposed did to not loosely sit down. read that. Yeah, Paul didn't. Yeah, he definitely did not. No, no, no. <laughs> I was really glad that Selassie figured out that he had done his phenomenally wrong. Mm-hmm. Do you think maybe he just saw somebody else's? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which but I think is fine. fine. There's yeah. always a little sneaking and peeking around. Yeah. I think that's kind of nature of the game. <laughs> people I are looking around. Really I wonder loved... what other people are doing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I lo- so I loved Mel and Sue this whole episode. They were mm-hmm. phenomenal. One of the things I loved the most was them making up the symbolism for the jumbles. Like, oh, oh. yeah, you've got to have that gap in the middle because that represents the isolation that Henry VIII <laughs> I wish I had written down some of them because I just adored everything that was happening. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. That's why this podcast has three parts. We have the beginning and the technical and the end uh, to represent Henry VIII's three great loves. (laughs) Pies, biscuits, and more pies. We're just trying to honor the British traditions over here. You know, that's right. That's all we're trying right. to do. We might have rejected the monarchy in a uh, a little bit of a, a revolution, but you know what? Deep down, we all still secretly love it. <laughs> <laughs> How did you feel about the technical? You know, I really like this technical. Um, mm-hmm. I like the fiddliness of it, which I think is nice. I do yes. really like they included a diagram. Um, I think it was the appropriate level of detail. I think um, so, too. 
Yeah, because they still had to figure some stuff out, even about right. how they should look. Right. Like, and like, you know, one of the steps was make a biscuit dough. You know. Yes. Uh, and just vaguely kind of disappointed that these these high skilled bakers are baking very boring, crunchy, dry yeah. British biscuits when they could be baking delicious, soft, chewy American style cookies. Mm. But you know, I can't control them. They can't uh, <laughs> force me to eat their bad biscuits, and I yeah. can enjoy watching them make them. Well, maybe the producers will hear you right now and adjust the show accordingly in the following uh, episodes. I, unfortunately, I, don't, I think the only way to do that is to remove the word British from the show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but these biscuits did sound kind of terrible. Like, there can be good British biscuits, but British biscuits from that far back did not sound very appealing. Fair enough. You know what? Actually, straight up, I don't think they really said anything really positive about them when Mary and Paul were going over the right. biscuits. They were just describing them. Yes, exactly. You know? Neither of them seemed enthused. But they're authentic, and that's what's yeah, important. Yeah. So they were authentic, and they were a good choice for a TV show. So yes. I can't really fault them for that, but a part of me is a little bit sad that you would choose to make something that is not as tasty as something else. Mm. So I agree with that. But hey, it was a good technical. Um, I did write down the order. Jane was last, unfortunately, mm. uh, followed by Benny. Then Selassie, mm-hmm. then Andrew, and then uh, Queen Victorious was uh, Candace. <laughs> With her giant, she got them to look right, but she had to stretch them out like crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was actually glad that she didn't get docked for that. I was afraid that they were going to say they were too huge, but she's the only one that actually got the pattern totally right. So good for her. Yeah, I think they were really looking for those big gaps. Yes. So. For the symbolism. And you know what? I think, yeah, I think the more outrageous they are, the more tutory they really That is true. Be. Shall we move on to the showstopper? The showstopper! What and was it? A tutor showstopper that's going to be like a really showstoppery showstopper. Yes. It was Marzipan slash March Pain centerpiece. Mar- March Pain. <laughs> um, so they could make a cake and then they had to use Marzipan and or march pain to make it completely ornate and bananas to mm-hmm. varying levels of success who okay so going into the showstopper uh were you worried about anybody i was surprised that jane was worried about herself um because there was a moment where she was like this could be my last bake and i was like oh shoot wait is she in trouble um, I don't think she was. I I think, I think okay. I think even though there is an explicit order to the technical, I think not all last place technicals are equal. Like yes, this technical. I think the difference between fifth and first is not as big as maybe in a different technical where there's huge mistakes made between yeah. fifth and first. So yes, I would agree very much. I so. think her self assessment was wrong. Although yeah. I do think it's probably good as far as her performance competitively to think she's a little behind true but i was really mostly mildly concerned about benjamina and selassie i thought they were vaguely towards the bottom yeah well that's i mean exactly like you said last time we're now getting to the point where everyone's so good that no one's tanking it's just people being a tiny bit less awesome than the others yeah 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 so it's more of a matter of like who had an awesome moment in either the signature or the technical to kind of put them closer to the safety zone and who just kind of had good bakes. 
Yep. So Marzipan Centerpiece. Yeah. Um, this was actually... Okay. This whole episode actually kind of was had a little bit more of a wider, I think, performance from the bakers. But I think that was just because the particular bakes they did this week were very difficult. Yeah. Um, those small pies, I think, are very fiddly yep. to get right without, like, to getting the appropriate level of thickness, to get the filling to be the appropriate, like, volume inside the pie, which is, I'm sure, very difficult to get yeah. right. Just because when the pie bakes, I'm sure stuff happens that shifts thing around, shifts things around. Mm-hmm. Um, technical was it's it was a little fiddly, um, but between the signature and the showstopper, I think both of these challenges were very tricky. Yeah, there was there were a few fun, stumbles here and there. Yeah, um, feel generally like I was actually a little worried about. Uh, Candace's peacock. I was like, yep. "Oh, Candace, honey, this is <laughs> this is a classic Candace move. Haven't you learned from I your know. previous self?" But you know what? She proved me wrong. She totally proved me wrong. Oh, that peacock man. was so awesome. <laughs> it was amazing, and I loved. Like, I feel like that's just who Candace is inside. It's just mm-hmm. like this over the top glitter on everything, mm. and she's had to hold it back. And this time. Not only did she pull it off, but it was completely appropriate for mm-hmm. the showstopper. And I just loved seeing her just like, just, it's it's like her own form of nerding out was mm-hmm. her being so psyched about that peacock. Oh, for sure. I think that's just a credit to Candace for uh, like improving her skills. Like in yeah. the beginning, I think she probably has the kind of the same vision for what her bakes could be. Mm-hmm. And now this late in the game, she has the chops to pull off True. that vision. True. So, you know, maybe that's something. Yeah. You know what? Shout out to Candace for, I think, probably accurately recognizing that she does have the skills to pay the bills on her big <laughs> vision plans. <laughs> May we all come into our own in similar ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And she had on those big black heels. Ooh. I know. Girl was killing it. She was. <laughs> Who else stood out to you for the showstopper? <laughs> um, well, <laughs> Andrew had a hard time. Um, first of all, it was the first time we saw like a lack of polish from Andrew. Normally his stuff is like so clean and this was sort of like unfinished. Yeah. But the main thing that stood out to me was his uh, uh, lances for his jousting knights. Oh, <laughs> what stood out to you about them? They stood out all by themselves. Oh, just they they were just so uh, they were just so straight and long. <laughs> they were... <laughs> no, that was a very uncharacteristically sloppy bake from Andrew. Yeah, and like I, I don't what. I was like shocked when I saw the back of that thing and it was just kind of like falling apart. And that kind of thing just doesn't happen to him. He's usually so fastidious and precise. And that's like his MO. Like that's his thing is doing things to the T and making them look pretty and polished and kind of blew me away that he was struggling so bad. So maybe he just... Maybe Marzipan just ain't his thing. Um, I mean, can you blame him? It's 
A really old, well, I guess we use it now too, but. Yeah, we still use marzipan, yeah. <laughs> and there was no restriction. They were free to use the modern marzipan. They were not restricted right. to using marzipan, but. Right. Some, some people chose to anyway, but uh, yeah, it's, for some reason, Andrew, I don't know. He just did not, he was not able to pull it off. No. I did Which feel is, really bad for him when he ha- kept having to remake his his caramel. He's almost having a little little freak out there. Yeah, he was having a bit of a fit there. Um, and he which succeeded was... and then placed them incorrectly. <laughs> <laughs> what did Paul say? He was like, "Those should go in the hands." <laughs> so <laughs> you know when you're getting it from Paul, you really you really should have uh, taken a second look. Mm-hmm. Before, before presenting. <laughs> yeah, so suffice it to say, yeah, him him getting a little flustered probably did not help that caramel along. Yes. Um, you got to stay, you got to you gotta channel your inner Selassie in those moments and stay calm, cool, and collected. Let's talk about Selassie this episode. Tell me about what he did. Now, Selassie, actually, I thought had a really cool idea. Yeah. Um, he was going to do the hexagonal showstopper with a sword in the center with a crown of marzipan. So I think Mm -hmm. the idea he had was totally awesome. Yeah. And it was just let down a little bit by Selassie's kind of uh, lackluster execution on it. Mm. Um, He, which is surprising. I felt like if maybe Selassie channeled his hyper-precise piping skills into... I know. Into this, he probably actually could have made something really well done, but yeah. no, he kind of, eh, it looked cool, but it did not look showstopper. It, yes. It's not showstopper cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really appreciated that he had like done a bunch of homework and mm-hmm. like knew all the stuff. I, I found that to be really sweet that he had kind of dug in. Um, yeah. It seems like Marsman is just really hard to work with because- It must be, Yeah. Because I think one one of the kinds or both, like the minute you bake it, it expands, and then the other kind gets really brittle when you bake it. So everyone mm-hmm. was just having a hard time. Yeah. But yeah, he had minimal decoration. I think he was relying a little too much on the shapes, and the shapes didn't quite come out how he thought. So then it was sort mm-hmm. of just a bunch of plain, sort of misshapen stuff. Whereas, like like you said, if he had gotten really cool with some decoration, I think it would have gone better for him. I think in the spirit of the showstopper, um, I mean, I th- obviously I think Candace did the best job, but I think mm-hmm. Jane, ah, I think Jane's was let down. Maybe she still pulled off an amazing showstopper. She, she did. I was amazed. Uh, I was worried about Jane because right up until the end, hers looked sort of messy and like it wasn't going to quite happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so she had this really cool like box shape with swans and roses and stuff but then when she put i don't know if it was some kind of like food safe paint or food coloring or whatever it was but it ended up looking so beautiful and i think Mm -hmm. it it really fit the the brief of like something that someone from that time period might have as their centerpiece i liked it yes fit the brief that is that is the idea i was trying to express i think (laughs) hers was so on point yes and even with her setbacks i think she probably did the hardest one yeah Um, i think so tactically i think candace made a better choice just because when you do something that big actually it's more a matter of like just kind of like assembling all of these pieces and like coming up with a good assembly line to kind of get them out it's less a matter of like absolute precision yep like because 
you know, she had very detailed swans on the top of her cake, whereas, yeah. you know, Candace had these big kind of pointy-ended ovals to make peacock feathers. So right. I think that's the tactical win for Candace, whereas Jane's probably was harder to pull off. I completely agree. Do you have any closing thoughts on the uh, showstopper? Well, we let's just, since we've talked about the other four, uh, let's mm. talk about what Benjamina made. <clears throat> So she had an apple spice cake with a hedge mm-hmm. maze on the top. Yes. A um, very easy hedge maze. They were making very... fun of her a lot for that. Which I, I know. Give the girl a break. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to do? It's because they were trying to go with the theme. They had a jumble in the middle. Mm-hmm. They wanted a really hard puzzle at the end. It's like one of those mm-hmm. little booklets you take on a plane. It was, it was the secret theme of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Sky Magazine week. Oh, perfect. (laughs) Yeah, so she had a cool idea. She executed it medium. Um, Her her marshmallow tree looked pretty dumpy. It looked a little goofy. Knocked a few of the hedges over. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought it actually didn't look too bad by the time it got to judging. But here's the thing. At this point in the competition, hers was fine. Like, there was nothing terrible about it. It was just fine and Mm -hmm. not amazing. Right. And that, I think ultimately that did let her down. Um, Yes. Now, during elimination, I had it narrowed down to Selassie or Benjamina, and I was Mm -hmm. leaning towards Selassie. Me Um, too. And I kind, I mean, I understand that both of them were in the bottom two, and I get that one of them has to go. Mm-hmm. I think in this case, the correct call would have said would have been to boot Selassie. I don't. I think. think so too. So okay, this was the first judging that I was watching with my hands on my face, like the Home Alone kid. I was so <laughs> invested and so tense. Yeah, and I couldn't believe it when it was her. Yeah, neither could like, I. I was, I was, I was very surprised. And this is one of those moments where. I agree with you that it's better that everybody starts fresh every episode, but I wish Mm. historical could play in just a little Mm -hmm. because Selassie, Selassie has grown on me, but Mm -hmm. he's kind of been hanging on by the skin of his teeth for a while. Like he's been in the bottom often. He's never been star Baker. Like I, I would be shocked if he won the series, but I would not be shocked if Benjamina had won. Mm hmm. So I just think she's the better baker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if but... we were to extrapolate from existing data, I would confidently say that there's a strong chance that Selassie's going home next week. Yes. Whereas if the case were flipped and it was Benny instead of Selassie, I would say I'm not sure who's going to go home. Exactly. So. And at the very beginning of the episode, that's actually what I wrote down. I was like, oh, I'm so attached to all these people now. Like Selassie even I really like. But but I felt like he should go because the other four just seemed they're just so good. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but Benjamina went. I was so mm-hmm. sad. She was I so know. sweet and her crying. I really, you know, I really felt wow. for her. Of course, of course. Oh. Well, speaking of her, I have written her an ode. <sighs> Tell me it. So that we will not forget her. Good. This is good. Benjamina, the rosy sweet, the tulip of the tent, the daisy princess of perfect flavors, Benny the Great, Benny the Wonderful, Benny the Superb, you will be missed. Oh, that's perfect. 
Oh, well done. I really like this part. That's good. (laughs) Got to give them the appropriate send-off now that we have grown so attached to them. We really have. It's maybe a little bit extreme how attached I am to these people. (laughs) I think that is straight-up credit to the production of the show. True. They... This is probably one of the things that I absolutely love the most about the show is that Mm -hmm. they do not overproduce it. They let the bakes be the challenges and they let the people be the people. They don't like egg people on into like these fake dramatic situations. They just let the show be the show and it just draws you in because it's so authentic and earnest and it's just these people want to bake and... They're all kind of in it together, even though it's a competition. Yes. And so Benny's goodbye definitely uh, was was a, was a tough one. So yeah, no, I agree wholeheartedly with all of that. The other mm. thing I was thinking about too is I don't think there's like a prize with this show other than winning it, which I actually love because I think yeah. that again, speaks to these people just really love to bake and they want to show that they can bake really well. It's not right. some kind of like a, whatever the baking equivalent of a record deal is or cash. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there might be some side thing that, that comes right, but as there's a benefit. No, but... There's no immediate like exactly. pri- cash prize at the end. Which I think probably helps with, well, these people are so lovely. I can't see them being backstabby anyway, but mm-hmm. but I think that probably helps with the lack of like intense competitiveness because... right. It's not like there's a million dollars at stake. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Do you have any closing thoughts? Yeah, oh, who's sorry. our star baker? Oh, oh. <laughs> our star baker's Candace. How Candace! could I? Oh, I can't believe <laughs> my show crush, and I forgot to mention her. I know we spent uh, so ha- long singing her praises, though it felt like we had already announced it. That's very, very true. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't help myself, and I just burst forth and peacocked in the beginning and and there's blueberries everywhere and I'm sorry (laughs) I will forgive you (laughs) oh man well I'm ready for next week right (laughs) next week is the semi-final that's right wow okay so we've got Candace, Jane, we Benjamin, we no, have two Candace, episodes James, left. Selassie, and Andrew. Oh, wow, mm-hmm. we only have two left. That's I wonder, right. I want to go back and look at my notes from the first episode and see how close I was about who would uh, get this far. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll just have to uh, find a new one after this. You know it, you know it. <laughs> Could be sewing. All right. <laughs> Could be sewing. Just saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um. <laughs> Sign us out, Chris, for the love of God. <laughs> oh, no. 36 minutes. I just knocked my microphone over. All right, this is this is done. Play yeah, us keep out, it Chris. together and then Oh, and out. may your bottom stay dry. And then play us out. Where is the bakery? Where?